the Christian community can no longer act as though the culture is out there somewhere and they can just leave us alone. That is the historical position for Christians. It's the historical position of conservatives. You could probably put it in a very simple phrase, just leave us alone. But the problem is they aren't going to leave us alone. They are aggressive, they are progressive, they are evangelistic, and they are not out there anymore. They are on the porch. Worse than that, they are in the house. The church, the culture is in the church. The culture is dividing the body of Christ. And as much as we want to bury our heads in the sand, as much as we want to just sit in our rocking chair and be left alone, that is not an option anymore. They are here, they are divisive, and they are bringing these emotional issues right in the center of our families hoping to indoctrinate our children because their evangelism is is purposeful and they are aggressive and and unfortunately are they are persuasive and in many cases even more persuasive than uh, than Christians are and one of the more divisive and emotional issues in our culture today is the transgender problem and I, I want to lay this out in this podcast by asking you a simple question, but I want to I want to preface the question by gathering your heart together, gathering your mind together so that you don't uh, respond in a reflexive way that is impulsive and it really doesn't add value to the conversation. And so with that with that type of preface, here's the question and this is the heart of what I want to deal with in this podcast. So without impulsivity and with much self-control, if a man pretending to be a woman ask you to use their new female name, what would you do? Welcome to the podcast. I am Rick Thomas. You're listening to Life Over Coffee. This is episode 323. The title of it is, Should You Call a Boy Pretending to Be a Girl a Girl's Name? As part of our mastermind program, we must be training our our students in all things about life and godliness. And as you might imagine, this conversation came up in our mastermind program, our all online training course, where we are teaching, equipping men and women to be more effective disciple makers. And we do talk about everything, and we have to, because They can't ignore this problem because people are coming to them. We have pastors in our program. We have godly women and men who are leading and teaching and equipping and fielding questions from the Christian community and also from the world. And we all are aware of what's going on in our world, and there's no way that we can avoid these questions. And so, therefore, cultural issues must be part of our training regimen. But every Christian should be this way. It's not just for those who are in some kind of program like our mastermind program. It is for all of us. And we would do well if we would not ignore something of this magnitude and culture changing. Every Christian should be thinking about these issues because the conservative perspective, leave us alone, well, that's not that's not the option anymore. 
the progressives will not do that. Their goal is to indoctrinate our children. A generation lost to us is a win for them. And they are aggressive. They are missional. They are evangelistic. They know how to do it. They're all over social media, specifically TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube. They set up their algorithms so that they can identify and isolate these children so that they can begin teaching them. And we cooperate with all this because we give them mobile devices. We give them handheld computers so that they can get to those mission fields quickly. And and these evangelists are sitting in the weeds waiting for these ignorant and naive uh, teenagers to show up on their mission field and they begin doing what they do and they are they're doing well from from their perspective they are winning many souls to darkness dragging them into a world that that we need to be better equipped and more aggressive and therefore we have to think about uh, even a most basic question. And so the question is, what would you do if a trans person asked you to use their trans name? And before you kick the trash can over and walk down the street, huff under your breath and and give a, a brisk missive about, I wouldn't just do that. Well, that's one of my frustrations with with parts of Christianity is that we can just be that simplistic. Now, I realize the gospel is simplistic in the appropriate way of thinking about simplicity. Luke was very clear about that in chapter 19, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save those who are lost. That entire sentence, that entire verse, every word is monosyllabic, praise God. The gospel is on the bottom shelf where any person can grasp it, understand it, embrace it, and be regenerated by it. But there is also complexity. And so in this podcast, in episode 323, you can look at these show notes. I have a bunch of articles here that I would love for you to read on cancel culture, on whether we should be passive or aggressive, uh, how do you take a stand, the transgender issue, uh, working through our own irritation about what's going on. And there's so much more here that you can read or listen to. But in this podcast, I want to move beyond the simplistic ish, uh, answer of kicking the trash can over and huffing as you're walking down the street throwing out these missives that aren't redemptive or helpful. I want us as Christians to think about this problem with a little more depth and detail. And so what I've done in these show notes is I've laid it out into four levels, level one, two, three, and four. And level one is very simple. It's just an easy way. It's something that we can all grasp. But with this problem, I am appealing. I am saying that this problem is more complex than just reeling off a quick answer to the question that I'm asking. And again, the question is, what would you do if a trans person asked you to use their trans name? And so I want to work through that through four different levels that keep increasing in degree of difficulty and complexity. Let's go. Level number one. Level number one is titled that there are many precedents for this type of thing of using a pretend name. What I mean is we do it all the time. 
let me give you a few illustrations of what I'm talking about. An honorary doctorate is a pretend degree that we give to a person who did not earn a doctorate. Now, I'm not throwing shade or shame on any person who has an honorary doctorate degree. I'm just saying that Dr. Muckety-Muck, who has nothing more than a master's degree, he has a, he has earned an MA, but he did not earn a doctorate degree. And so he is a pretend doctor. And I'm saying, I'm saying that on purpose. I'm not mocking him. I'm just saying that that's what it is. Somebody made a subjective assessment to give this person an honor for something that he didn't earn academically. And I can, there's a whole nother podcast to do about how we overinflate people and elevate them and, and praise them. And then they disappoint us and et cetera, et cetera. And that, and the famous preacher uh, syndrome that we have within Christianity, we just can't get out of our way uh, when it comes to this kind of nonsense, but that's another podcast. And sometimes the organization who's given the honorary doctorate, they do it because they want this famous preacher to be tied to their organization forever. And so an honorary doctorate degree is a pretend title. A married couple who doesn't like their last name, so they change it to Smith. Now, this is actually a true story, except they didn't change it to Smith. There's a couple that I know that they have... They had a mockable name. To them, it was a mockable name, specifically to the wife. She didn't like the name. She was insecure about it. Whatever didn't bother me. I don't know if it bothered really anyone, but it bothered her, and so they changed their name. Now they're Smiths, or I'm using the word Smith here. Did you know that John Wayne's name, his birth name is not John Wayne, is Marion Morrison, that's his name. And so the Duke, the famous cowboy actor who was strong and, and was always beating up people, his name was Marion Morrison. He, he is a pretend person. He's an actor. How ironic, John Wayne. And then a person chooses to change their name to another same gender name. My point here is that we do this all the time. We do it to our children, by the way. We call them, sometimes when you call a child a certain name, they take that name for the rest of their life, and that is not who they are. But it got changed when they was a kid. Maybe a sibling did it to them, but however it happened, it happened, and and, and now they go by that name. One of, one of my heroes in the faith, his name is Buzz. Well, that's not his name. His name, what is his name? His name is Adam. He passed away a number of years ago, but uh, he was instrumental in my faith, and, and we call him Buzz, but that is a pretend name. And nobody struggles with these things. Now, the question I'm asking you is that are you able to suspend your biases when it comes to a boy named Sue? That's really getting at the crux of the matter. And so here's the question that I want you to answer on level one. Again, level one is titled Many Precedents. Do you agree that people have changed their names to something else or they have accepted titles they did not earn? Regardless of the intent, regardless of your rationalization for being okay with these changes, do you agree that it happens all the time? And I'm sure you do. Level one, Many Precedents. This is the, uh, the most simple level. Now, let's go to level two, degree of difficulty. We are willing to call them according to their designation. 
Dr. Muckety Muck. Out of respect, we call them their preferred title. I'll call you Smith until the day that I die. I'll call you John Wayne. That's fine. Buzz, I always called him Buzz. I, I don't think I have ever called him Adam. Uh, I don't think that ever ever happened. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Out of, out of respect, I'll call you what you want me to call you. The problem here is that if they resist or become angry when you bring up the facts about the name change, an honorary doctorate is not an earned doctor, but a subjective assessed title. And if this person pushes this too far and says, I've earned this and I am a real doctor, well, uh, well then we have a problem. And if the Smiths say that, no, we, we came from a long line of Smiths. No, you did not. It's not true. Get a hold of yourself. You're not living in reality. John Wayne must accept the fact that his birth name was Marion Morrison. The problem for most folks is that they cannot suspend their biblical bias about the transgender issue. And so what happens here is that they're inconsistent when it comes to naming changes. I call him Dr. So-and-so all the time, and I love the Smiths. Let's have the Smiths over. We're fine with it. Uh, let's pop out that uh, John Wayne movie, and let's, let's watch the Duke do Duke things because we love John Wayne. Now, I'm not making a case for transgender name changing. I'm not. I'm not making a case for it, but I'm merely stating a factual inconsistency with some folks. This is level two. Now we're getting into what I call a degree of difficulty. Here is the question that I want you to reflect on. Are you willing to call some folks by their name change or by their unearned title while not doing so for others? I am not making a moral judgment on you doing that. I'm just asking a black and white factual question. Are you willing to call some folks by their pretend names or titles while not doing so for others. I'm just asking. Now, here's the follow-up question. What are your reasons for the differences, if there are differences? What are your reasons for being inconsistent if you are inconsistent? So level number one, there are many precedents. We do it all the time. Level number two, we're getting into a degree of difficulty because our biases start kicking in, especially when we start thinking about the transgender problem. Level number three, now I'm going to appeal to you to take a stand. What if the person asks you to use their preferred pronouns, he, her, him, they, them? They, they're now insisting that you use their preferred pronoun. Now, of course, you would hardly ever run into this problem if you talk to them face-to-face because we don't talk to a person in third person. And so if Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, wanted me to use the her pronoun, well, if I were talking to Bruce, I, I wouldn't, that would never come up. And so you do have to acknowledge that one data point. Part of your decision-making here is working through your reasons for inconsistency or consistency in the previous section. I mean, that's part of what you're going to have to do. As I was challenging you in level number two, are you consistent or inconsistent? Now, if you're inconsistent, well, you won't struggle as much, but at some point you're going to have, you can't get out of this. You have to take a stand. 
When it comes to a trans person, will you use their preferred name when talking about them? Meaning that if you were talking about Bruce Jenner, would you say Bruce Jenner or would you say Caitlyn Jenner? And I'm not tipping my hand at this point. I'm just asking you, what would you do? If you use their preferred name, Caitlyn, instead of Bruce, are you lying? Some people struggle at this point. They do. It's like I'm lying. I called this person Caitlyn, but this person is not Caitlyn. Or are you showing respect because they want you to use their preferred pretend name? And so maybe another way that you can think about Rather than thinking about Bruce versus Caitlin, if you call John Wayne by his stage name, are you lying? If you call Dr. Muckety Muck by his pretend title, are you lying? Now, maybe that will help you to answer the this question about just the name. All right, let's take it a little deeper. How do you address the conscience issue with biology? Now, this is different from names. Now, we have a male is a male, a female is a female, and a person pretending to be the opposite sex is pretending. Now, that's just the way that is. And so the question that I want you to work through in level three, taking a stand, is that you have to work through the conscience issue. Are you lying or not when you call John Wayne, John Wayne? Are you lying or not when you call Dr. So-and-so doctor when he didn't earn it? Are you lying or not when you call Bruce Caitlin? Now, one of the things I would add here, another question, how will you talk to them is one. How will you talk about them? And that's maybe more important because when it comes to Bruce and Caitlin, we're not going to talk to him. We're not. But we'll talk about him. And so how you do that, how you do that is important. Uh, the attitude that we communicate, and, and sometimes Christians can be so blooming self-righteous and so arrogant, so we want to be careful with how we communicate. Even though we disagree, you can disagree. Please disagree. But how we disagree, the attitude in which we talk about them to others is very important. People are listening and people will begin to take on our tones and our attitudes and our self-righteousness and our arrogance if those things are are there. So level number three is taking a stand. And I, I made a distinction here between the pretend name thing, which is not that big of a problem, but then if they begin to push that I I used to be a male, I am a female, well, well now you've You've got to start taking a stand. And then level number four, the ultimate degree of difficulty is, is counting the cost. And this is the hardest aspect of all. Now, I don't like this problem, this transgender issue that's been foisted upon us. I don't like it. It's just it's icky in part. It's frustrating. It's scary because of what it's doing you know, to our children but I don't necessarily struggle calling Bruce Caitlin. I go back and forth on what I use. I've used it both names several times in this podcast. But my skin doesn't necessarily crawl calling Bruce Caitlin. I don't like it. I don't. But I call a lot of people by their pretend names and titles because 
as I've already laid out, that, that is a is it is such a common thing. But where it gets to be a problem is that if anybody just put the the the, the flag in the in the ground and said that I am this person, well, that's where I have a problem. And if Bruce or Caitlin insisted that I refer to him as a woman, I would not do that because that is a lie. Now, I know many folks that are listening to this podcast, if they've made it this far, that they will have a knee-jerk response, which would tempt them to react impulsively to this entire discussion. And I just pray that God would work on your heart and calm you down. I understand the frustration but we have to show more self-control with this matter. We have to be the adults in the room. We can't be like those screaming people that we see on these short video clips on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook, wherever we see them. We can't be that way. Even though it's frustrating, we have to be the adults in the room, and we have to show more self-control. We have to think more reflectively. We have to respond more biblically. Now, part of the problem here is that many people who respond in a knee-jerk way, they don't have anything on the line. There is no cost here. This is level four, counting the cost. There's no cost to them, and so they can react in any way that they want to react. What I would appeal to them to do is to position themselves. Ask God to help them to position themselves as a a messenger of calmness, a messenger of clarity, a a messenger of courage, a, a messenger of biblical competence. Even though you don't have anything on the line, you do have something on the line. The gospel is on the line. Christ is on the line. Your brothers and sisters are on the line. And we must respond with calmness, clarity, courage, and competence because there are people who are standing right in the crux of this thing, and they do have losses staring them in the face. The word crux, by the way, means cross. And they're standing in the crux of this because they, they, they're on the verge. I did a podcast. I don't remember which one it was. It was something about the cancel culture. Uh, basically, and this is not the title of the episode that I did. It's on this page here. I just don't remember the exact title. But basically, the title is, What You Gonna Do When They Come For You? And it, it was a response to a parent who has a child in university who is being challenged to take a stand because they, they either have to answer the question according to woke ideology or they have to answer the question according to their conscience. And this is why I'm making appeal, an appeal to the impulsive ones who have nothing on the line, or they think they have nothing on the line. Actually, they do. The gospel's on the line. Christ is on the line. Your brothers and sisters are on the line. And that's why I'm appealing to all of us to respond with calmness, clarity, courage, and competence, because there are some people who are standing in the crux, like this parent who was asking me for uh, his child. What would you do? If your job was on the line, if you did not submit to woke ideology, 
I've been following the story of Paul Rossi, R-O-S-S-I, who was a math teacher at Grace Church. Grace Church is not a Christian school. It is a prep school uh, where the tuition is between fifty dollars and $60,000 a year, and he was being exposed to woke ideology, and he had to make a decision. Uh, he is not a believer. I have listened to him for a couple of hours, maybe a little more in different interviews. I've read several articles that have been written about him. I've read interviews by him. Uh, following this quite closely closely because it's of interest of me because this is the person. This is a person who is, uh, it's all on the line for them, even though he's, he's not a believer, but uh, he is standing right in the face of this. What would you do if your job was on the line? Uh, would you submit to woke ideology and would you say that, uh, well, Bruce is a woman and all the other stuff that goes with woke ideology? What if you're a student with aspirations of attaining or attending a particular college and your conscience drives you to answer your high school test questions according to truth, not woke indoctrination? This is happening all over America. There, there are these these questions are too real for too many people, and, and what these people, what they need is not grandstanding, and brisk missives, and detached authoritarianism. We need to carefully think through these issues and bring thoughtful and biblical clarity uh, to these because uh, to to this issue specifically. And the question that I led with is a very basic question. What would you do if a trans person asked you to use their trans name? Well, it, gets, it really gets complicated when you're taking a test. When you're taking a test and the answer that you put will determine whether you go to a certain college or not. Or in Paul Rossi's case, it will determine whether you're going to be employed or unemployed. And, of course, he made his decision. He took his stand, and he is now unemployed. Level four is counting the cost. This is episode 323, just the most basic of questions. Should you call a boy pretending to be a girl, a girl's name? Let me leave you with a few questions from the call, call to action. Are you okay calling people by their preferred names or their preferred titles, even though those names or titles were not given at birth or they were not earned through academic rigors? Are you okay playing pretend with people with the names that they want to use? And then the follow-up is make your case for your reasoning. And if you want, you can jump here on uh, episode 323. You can read through these four levels that I've presented to you. You can work through all the questions that I've laid out. There's a reflective question under each level, and then there are several questions here under the call to action. The first call to action question, are you basically, are you okay using pretend names and titles with people? Number two, do you hold to your reasoning consistently. For example, would you call a person a doctor who did not earn the doctorate, or would you call a man by his new name as long as he chose a male name? Or is your reasoning consistent? Do you hold to your reasoning consistently? And then number three, 
Though you might not be in a place of consequential loss, think through how you would respond if your job or your reputation were in jeopardy or potential criminal charges are going against for for going against woke ideology. I think about that with this ministry. I've had a couple of articles that were canceled uh, that I've written in the last couple of years because the algorithm picked them up and and the platforms on which they were on one was LinkedIn and the other one was Medium which is a platform for uh, writing articles that they canceled uh, two articles they they took them down uh, because they went against woke ideology they they weren't aggravational they were just basically like this one here just factually and and not with an I don't think I'm communicating with an arrogant attitude or self-righteously. I feel sad for these people who are, are struggling uh, with, with, with trans issues and the trans problem. I'm sad for them, and I don't want to throw unnecessary heat toward them, and I don't want to throw unnecessary heat toward uh, people like Paul Rossi or this this uh, Christian man who came to me uh, with his uh, child who is struggling with the yes or no thing. One of the things I would say to the answer to that question, and this is hard, and this is going to be extremely excruciatingly hard for some uh, if you have to make this decision, but once you start lying, once you start lying, you're setting a precedent where it will be easier to lie the next time. But Rick, what you're saying is, is that if I answer the question according to my conscience, I'm not going to go to the college of my choice or I'm going to lose my job. Yeah, I know. That's level four, counting the cost. At some point, we have to take a stand for truth. Thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.